0: To the Strong on Podcast. It's great to hit you back. Uh, this episode is all about conjugate method. Um, really, conjugate versus Western linearisation. where I just discuss kind of what they both are, how they both work, and how they can both benefit you in your training. Uh, but I do cover more on the conjugate as I do believe it is superior to most training people uh, and athletes and uh, people will get stronger and stronger. Uh, we'll cover both of these. Uh, to get both of those methods within that in different podcasts because I think it's hard to get one podcast together or one podcast on what this is. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. It's great to have one back uh, after the week. I'm going to be shortly and um, record those up for you guys. So I really hope you enjoyed this. I've enjoyed talking like about this and as per usual there's probably some utter shite in there for you guys to search. Enjoy. Take care. So, welcome back to the Strong Fit Long podcast. Uh, this episode is all about training. Uh, this is going to link into some side episodes. So, I guess it's kind of an overview uh, about training. Now, I've covered this in programming in another episode, kind of season one, almost like part of the first. Um, a lot of almost practice. It was very, very new to podcasting, etc. etc. Uh, so, it, it's about programming. And uh, the first one, this one's kind of all about the conjugate system. Uh, I, I use conjugate system for training myself, and I use kind of a take on it for training most clients, uh, general population. But anyone who actually wants to gain real strength will use this as a, uh, a main training method, or at least I will program this for that. Now, everybody's different, and we'll go through those things as well, but. I think the first part is um, catch up, guys, with how I am. Um, but I think the first part will be mainly that uh, the overview, why I use it, what it is, uh, and then we'll cover what the, the kind of two methods we're gonna we're gonna go through the max effort method uh, and the dynamic effort method. I'll, call, I'll cover repetition as well. I uh, kind of how it's organized, etc., etc., uh, and the reason why it's a really good, really good tool. Now. Firstly, it's all about me to start with. Uh, so I've been really good. Uh, this, this, this week has been really nice, quite a busy one, but I've making time on a Saturday evening to record this podcast only a week after uh, my last one. I'm going to release this tomorrow, uh, the Sunday, the thirty first. Uh, yeah, the thirty first of July twenty two. Because that way, uh, I can get another one out to you, you know, as quickly as I can. So. A bit of a taster for you and I said last time at least episode one of all this that I wanted to make sure that I was uh releasing an episode kind of every two weeks maybe every month half an hour 40 minutes that sort of time uh, but this one is gonna be a week and I'm really proud of myself you know self- achievement uh, and making sure I find the time for this things is really good I'm still working through the the rebrand still working through things and it's pain in the ass but you know what it's it's one of those things that needs to be done so I I'm sorting. So, in myself I'm good Training's going well. Uh, I think I've covered before that I'm preparing for some competitions. I've got some East Midlands powerlifting uh, bench press stuff to go through. I uh, will switch to the IPF. I've got Europeans to come up as well, uh, which I again am the favorite to win, but we'll see how training goes, training start to go really well. I think I have to be rushed because of circumstances, um, but I, today was my second training day in a row for uh, upper body uh, and I'll cover kind of concepts around that and th- the conject method is, is my favorite method to use uh, and I'll go the nuances around it and the the different changes and you know what I'll get on the origin for it as well. well we'll go through those things in a bit but change is going well for me uh, which is really nice things is going awesome so uh, i kind of kind of guess without further ado uh, this is going to be covered I'm going to say quickly it's not going to be quick necessarily but it's going to be efficient and going to get things done um, because the next episodes are going to be quite quite in depth going to be more depth about a particular subject or part of what this one briefly over comes over uh, so um, they'll be released hopefully get them done before the end of April April August fucking hell. so they'll be released um, and we can it kind of cover depth with those as well uh which would be nice so uh training and, and things so how we organize training uh program itself is slightly different uh than just organizing training or training method uh we'll go through or well, i'll cover local periodization, westernized periodization, um and what concept is and why i use the conjugate because there's very specific reasons and they both work no doubt about the both the both work and people who say will come out and and say oh the current method's stupid it's it's um it's it's only designed for that and blah 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 and and you know conversely if people who have mouth the westernized uh polarization methods uh block polarization that kind of thing they're, they're they're dumb as fuck as well the reality is that they both have the place and it's, it's what you take from them all and a good coach will understand that i'm a I'm a conjugate guy, but I take the principles of conjugate uh, and apply them in a kind of a westernized-esque periodized um, method. Now, let's, let's talk briefly what the differences are. So, when you do so, a whole year, typically a whole macro um, cycle, a whole kind of training phase, if you will, uh, it, it can macro cycle, the whole thing, um, the... Typically, if you're a competing athlete, it's going to be a, a, a competitive year. So, it could be like January to January. From that way, it could be six-monthly. There's no real um, uh, set time frame for that. So, if somebody says, well, oh, it's got to be a year. It's got to be six months. It's got to be three months. I'm talking about their arsehole. Uh, it's whatever you decide what to be and you structure it around that. And the reason why I say that is because if you're a competitive athlete, your training season might have... Um, times we need to peak two or three times so each one of those peaks could be your macro your your, your massive part of your, the training phase all right and then and the same thing so you've got macro cycles which is the whole training phase you have mesocycles, which is a, a block of it almost uh, a micro it could be a day it could be a week it could be seven days again that's that's programmed by you by a coach however it wants to be they're the, they're the three kind of bits around it okay so well, that means it, within that uh macro cycle within that that training phase that west typical westernized periodized asian um uh, training you have you will cover um your general strength stuff so your sets and reps between sort of 10 15 20 reps 25 depending on one v per set uh which is gpp which is general strength neopats cover hypertrophy so muscle size that would be another block from the phase um, and you'll cover uh, strength um, which is another phase of the block and then you will do power or speed um, again it depends on how you would um, organize it out and kind of the, the actuation so when you kind of combine it out for a competition so if you're going to be powerlifting or weightlifting um, or, or a sport kind of guy so that's what that's that's kind of made up thing that's typical westernized within that um there are systems if you will that you use to within those so for example it could be a linear where you do a simple step load so it could be like you hit 100 pounds five by five on your strength block and then next week you'd add five pounds 105 pounds five by five etc cetera, etc cetera, up until however long the block's long and that work that can work and it does work uh, and i use that method with clients for myself. Uh, but there's a certain point where you have to go, okay, now I bench press 400 pounds, 500 pounds. What's next? Because that's no longer working. Uh, it might even be that muscle. start working. And then you go, okay, do we do wave loads? Do we do step loads? Do we do um, undulating? And do you do auto-regulation? And there's lots of factors in there. So this is what I talk about. The Westernised stuff, stuff, the, the polarization that's used in in that sense um is, is is based in blocks, so each one of those is blocks so general strength phase GPP it is a block of say for example twelve weeks bang a three month block where you you work up in different stages or different things, and that's your bus what you're doing and then you do hypertrophy for another three months you can taper out of that and then you go back into strength phase taper out of that. And each time as you're getting towards competition and this if you if you listen to what kind of Louis talks about, Louis Simmons of Westside Barbell, um, and this isn't a podcast, um, I'm a big fan of Louis and the things done and if you dismiss he what he's learned what he teaches, you're an idiot because you're you're missing the point. Um, and you're closed minded because even if you don't agree with everything he says, you're fucking gold mine of information and reasoning. So if you listen to Louis uh, how he talks about as you in that sense as you or you almost get detrained in competition because your volume drops off not just in the sense of um, uh, the, the heavy lifting because that has to be regulated regardless but you're no longer doing exercises to support the growth you've done because as you get closer towards competition you're neglecting your, your special exercise you're neglecting your GPP your hypertrophy stuff, which is built throughout the year, and that's the that's that's the main I'm gonna say problem. One of the things I disagree with with that, um, and but I think if you use smart programming and I'm a good coach who understands what's going on and, and how to do those things, hundred percent that can get better. But if you look at that system, it is broken down into four, five, three. However, it's organized into very specific blocks where. It's it's blocked into a speed phase, a strength phase, hypertrophy phase, um, a strength realization phase, whatever. So it's very blocky. But that's the point. It's could block polarization, you know, westernized block polarization, whatever, uh, in there as well. So what what the conjugate system is, the conjugate method, um, it actually stems from, well, the, the idea stems from, from the Russians. Uh, Vachansky and, of course, like, I can't say the bloody names, um, Zatorsky, uh kind of developed this idea of of um, both ends. So of the of the speed speak of. Speed so what I talk about that is as a weight gets heavier, it's going to be slower. Right. So if I lift a max effort, you do if you're doing a, a PB, an absolute one at max, that weight will move slow. Right. But if you're then doing Um, super lightweight you can move that weight fast as long as you intend to move it fast it will move fast so that's the other end of that spectrum uh, of the strength velocity curve that's what I was trying to say earlier so what the conjugate method does it trains all aspects of strength and speed and power and GPP and hypertrophy all at once now what that means is you'll get days where you lift heavy day really lift light the heavy stuff's obviously going to be slower and you kind of undo that with the speed stuff on the dynamic effort work uh, and we'll go through kind of how the basics of it is anyway. and i have to go through there now what that means is if i'm doing lower body for example you have well you have two days dedicated um two different types of days so you have a maximal effort method where the idea is to lift as heavy weight as possible for whatever that um, exercise is. On upper body, lower body, squat, bench, deadlift. It could be fucking clean. The was clean slightly different because it was a speed work. But but anyway. That given an exercise. And then you shut it down. That's the maximum effort method. That's the day you, d- you dedicate to lifting heavy, heavy stuff. Then you have a separate day for the same lower body, upper body. And it's called the dynamic effort method. What that is is when you're moving weights fast, um, and that that's it in a nutshell. So each of those days dedicated to is dedicated to the speed strength um, on the dynamic effort day, or the maximal strength, maximal force development on the maximum effort method day. So the two uh, two ends of the spectrum that really complement each other. That once once trained in synergy or synergistically they complement to them massively and you get strong but it's with the conjugate method what happens is, is generally speaking it's a longer period, longer um, process so that's why people think it doesn't work because you might have to train an extra year to get where you perhaps would have been initially with the other penalization stuff but you, you maintain it way better you've got a better base and I'll go through that more well, I could cover that on this podcast to be fair. And some other aspects of I've learnt over the years from, from lifting such as Matt Winning. And if anyone listen to my podcasts, um they know that I like Matt. I was coached by Matt for a bit. Um and you learn. And that's the important part. No matter how many coaches you have, you'll try and learn and learn and learn. So the contract method is those things. So on each day, your max max maximal effort method day you're gonna do maximum effort on your main lift, wherever it's gonna be, and then you do an auxiliary lift, which typically is designed to um, target a weak point or weak area. Whether it's it could be technical, it could be physical, it could be mental, um, which is something that I've I've listened to and taken on board from from Dave Tate. Now that's super important, you know, because um I'll, i guess cover those more deeply when it comes maximum effort but i'll quickly cover them now um so on a max effort day maybe if a, from a power from the perspective at least if you're trying to lift head weights possible and you're not used to grinding that's your that's your head that's your mental aspect you you get fearful of grinding you haven't got that in you um of grinding out a repetition which is the whole point of that never miss you never miss the maximum effort because it fucks you up mentally but it also um fucks up your cns right but if you're not struggling, if you're struggling with the grind, the slowness, um, you can't work to the, to the the point where you got to start lifting fast and it slows down. You can't get to that point. That could be a mental thing. It could also be a technical thing because maybe you lose position. It could be a physical thing because maybe you're not just fucking strong enough for that weight, right? Um, or maybe your physical thing is that you know what your hips are weak. and That's what your weakness is. Your technical thing is because you're shifting forwards maybe in in your squat, um. But that is, like I said, that's um, a different, that comes down to assessment, right? So, I couldn't tell you what it is by the top of my head because I haven't seen you lift. But they are the the, th- the three main things that our weaknesses are applied to. Now, after your supplemental or your considered exercise, you're going to hit mini exercises, right? So, for example, if I'm going to do a squat, I'll do max effort squat, i hit a new PB, whatever it's going to be and that looks every exercise so it could be a good morning it could be even if I can deadlift depending on what's 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 programmed um based upon what's before and after that maybe I'm just hitting some hamstrings maybe I'm hitting inverse curls Nordic curls uh Ukrainian squats or Ukrainian deadlifts sorry um it could be lots of different variations of that and then me joint exercises so for example um it could be calf raises it could be GPP it could be sled drags um, you know, if I'm hitting upper body, maybe I'm doing um, some stuff for my joints, for my triceps, a lot of volume through. i hitting 50 reps, 100 reps for my triceps. Um, lots of things in there. And there's lots of reasons why you give them, but that's that's how you break it down, basically, on a maximal effort method. Whether it's upper body, lower body, you hit your max effort, you hit your max main lift for whatever it's going to be on that day. Uh, then you hit your auxiliary, which is targeting the weak point. Could be 5x5 five five of... Good morning because you suck at the you know coming out of the hole, throwing back into a bar, um, and then after that, you're going to hit some glute bridges, maybe going to do some, some marches and some farmers' walk, uh, some sled drags, maybe you've got to hit some some hamstring curls, whatever, right? So, that's typically going to be lighter stuff. So, your maximum effort is the top end of the spectrum, then you're hitting your hypertrophy work, your strength work, and then you're also hitting your GPP. And that, that's that's one day now, also, you've got another day of that for lower body upper body, you've got two days of each uh, now your dynamic effort method is when we move weights fast now, typically I've always found that you can, ex- well, you can accelerate a bar, it's all about acceleration, right so, you're squatting a bar you want to, or you're box squatting whether you're doing free squats, whatever you want your concentric action so you're setting up with the bar on your back in a squat needs to be 0.7, 0.8 meters a second. If it's much slower than that, then you're probably missing out on the speed itself. If it's faster than that, you could probably load her up because you want to be able to have lots of volume, and that's where the dynamic effort method comes in. If you're if you're squatting, maybe doing 10 to 12 sets of two or three, providing the weight uh, is adequate and the and the the movement is fast. Right? If you if you have tendometer you can Measure that um, speed. If you don't, you should buy a good coach. That's fine. I think there's apps you can buy now that, or on your phones that give you a good idea of how fast the bar's moving, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, ten sets of two is twenty reps. Twelve sets of two is is twenty four reps. You doing threes? You doing eight sets of three? For example, that's already like you know, twenty four reps as well. So there's lots of reps, right? Um Now I typically have always done um lower body speed squat and speed deadlift in one day you can absolutely do that at all and because it's high volume and the weight's way less you can use it as restoration so help out your back help out your hips help out your joints and it's fast it's moving fast typically i would add band or chains to it mostly bands because using the bands is is way better for overcoming now you want to use kind of ten to twenty percent of band tension on a bar so for example if you're squat um a hundred kilo your hundred okay squatter if you're a two hundred kilo squatter and you're gonna be using sort of i mean depending on the individual forty percent of of your of your load so you're gonna hit eighty kilos for example you're gonna add on sort of twenty twenty percent band right um 20 percent band so you're gonna add on you know twenty kilos at the top of a band tension to so 10 aside um and that's gonna be what you're gonna be hitting because it's going to make sure that you are accelerating the bar faster and faster as you drive up but it's not going to slow you down enough um, to get out that range of the 0.7, 0.8 metres per second, right? Same thing with bench press. Yeah, but bench press I normally 3s. You can change your grip out with bench press. Uh, You know, the reality is it's, it's endless things to do. Just making sure that you do what you need to do I think that's a conjugate method. People don't like that because it's it's harder to directly program. Um, whereas with kind of a block you're given like a, a you know a four week and eight week block. Um, with a conjugate, it's almost weekly because it changes, and you, you have to regulate it around how fatigued you are. You have to regulate it around how fast something is. Whether you have shot something, maybe exercise is wrong because you know what you've just shown on, on your max effort that your triceps are fucking trash and you need to work through those while hitting dumbbell presses, you need to hammer a load of close grip and, and skull crushes and tape presses and foldings and jams and whatnot. So, you know, your your max effort, maximal effort stuff is, is important on that side of things, right? It shows a weakness. Now, after you're back on the dynamic effort, after your dynamic effort stuff, you're going to hit very similar stuff to what um, I said about maximum effort. Now, normally, I personally don't program necessarily an auxiliary lifting on lower body because I've just fucking done an extra one because I've done deadlifts and squats. After my deadlift stuff or after my lower body dynamic effort, I would do GPP hypertrophy work targeted towards my weaknesses. You know, maybe I need to drag a sled around, maybe do some marches, um, high reps. Other times for GPP, you can just hit five minutes constant work it can be farmers walk for 20 meters it could be fucking 100 meters or two minutes of constant walking with you know 50 pound dumbbells in each hand or whatever drag a sled 200 meters down back you know uh kettlebell swings uh for the hips there's endless endless things right so generally speaking aren't they it's hypertrophy and um gpp high rep work, get the joints healthy get blood flowing into the muscles and one of the things I talk about in a bit when while I was working with Matt is massively the fact that uh, longevity is is, is key um, in injury uh, prevention, injury reduction uh, which is not something a lot of programs necessarily go through and that's one of the issues with all the downfalls shall we say of westernized periodization, because there's not necessarily anything in there that's going to um on the program days at least that's going to help you maintain um your prehab if you will the the risk of injury coming down because you're strengthening up joints consistently maintaining that because as you get ready for competition that kind of side backs off so you can recover now but um i wanted to kind of get, get that across um now i can be happy but I'm a bit passionate about this because for me, if you neglect your GPP, then you're going backwards or you detrain. That's what I said about kind of the 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 Westernized block stuff, um, prioritization, and absolutely you can work it through. Now, we'll cover the in-depth a bit more about, um, the the max, maximum effort more and how to program that, how to organize that, uh, and working with athletes, working with um, yourself. You know, if you just want to get stronger, right, you don't have to be power-lifted to do, do maximum effort stuff. You don't have to be powerful at all to do speed work. It's just fucking common sense. It's just smart. You know, we don't just do singles, um, maximum effort. Now, if you go to Westside Barber, look, talk to Louis, um, a lot of the guys there, they will do single work. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only way, right? They might do single box squats or high box squats, but or parallel box squats or deep box squats, you know, a lot of the guys at Westside, people forget this, it's all all lifted around people who who wear gear, so gear, bench shirts, squat suits, those sort of things, and most of the time it's multiply, uh, which I think is fucking awesome stuff, but the... The, the application to a raw lifter to a natural lifter who doesn't take drugs who's not full of um, PEDs that kind of stuff you just have to think about okay what am I doing am I going to be maxing out every single week absolutely fucking not it, it bound you up right and it can you've got one CNS and CNS is the reason why people feel sick people feel tired fatigued um, underperforming your central nervous system is what we really aim to recover from right so if you're feeling crappy and all you're doing hitting So in the gym you've got that guy. Everyone's gonna have that guy in the gym that all they want to do is max out on a bench press. See I'm they can bench press today and the same thing next day and the same thing next day. They're gonna get fucking nowhere because they're not really training anything. It's gonna the same exercise left, right and centre, and they are trying to do is impress the people around him and, you know, not I don't go to the gym to impress people. I, I'm I've worked hard to get, you know, to a point where my bench press is, is over six hundred pounds now. Um uh, a drug free drug free lift a bit no one really cares. No one cares. It, back in the day, when I was a youngster, so a long time ago now, the, you know, everyone's asked, how much do you bench? How much do you bench? Now it's deadlift. My deadlift sucks. I'm a shit bench press. i a shit deadlifter. Um, I've never really enjoyed deadlifts. Um, I like squatting. I like benching. Uh, deadlifts never really enjoyed. Maybe that's because I'm shit at them. But it's just one of those things that Dave Tay said to me the other day, really interesting, really funny, it related just to me, deadlift one of those things you just had to fucking do it so you can go home. Uh, so, it just do a deadlift, get a title, go eat some food, and that was that was really funny stuff for me to to listen to. So, um, yes, that that's for me. That's that's the the biggest part, right? If you had a program, whether it's whether it's whether it's a westernized system or the conjugate system, um, following something makes a big difference, right? So I'm not gonna I'm gonna cover more conjugate, more of a brief now. Um I'll go back to the westernized periodization stuff i want to talk a bit more about kind of the basis of, of the conduit now um i've covered obviously already the maximum effort stuff the um speed work uh, I'll talk about mini stuff as well the mini workouts almost the g p. p the recovery stuff that normally talks about talk about west side uh we'll talk about um the Russian methods uh, and, and the heavy lifting right so one of the biggest things. I I'll do that now <laughs> in case you're worrying, wondering so one of the biggest things that people have a misconception about the conjugate method is they only apply it to west side. west side barbell is a big gym in columbus ohio which i never managed never had the opportunity to go to and unfortunately now um earlier on this year the founder of Westside barbell louis simmons passed away um now as a powerlifter uh i've done that for years trained it for years you know i'm in my 30s so and for I've been conjugating for the last, what, six, seven years. And that's where I've really hit my stride and my strength. Uh, he was the founder of that idea. Uh, and what Louis was was. only a big fan of Louis for is that he was always fucking learning. He was always reading books. Um, and learning from other people who might know better than him. Because if you've ever followed Westside, uh, whether you do whether you have, whether you don't, whether you don't give a shit if you go back at all and i employ you to just do research and read because reading gets the knowledge of the base of knowledge right so if you look at research you can look at like book of methods written in 2005 i think it was and how that changes as you know the application of those principles change as he learns from doing and he learns from other books and other lifters and other coaches Shuko, for example you know um and from there you get kind of what developed him into creating or having all time world record holders in the gym, in bench press, um, in everything really. Uh, again I'm um, I said this before, if you've had a chance to watch West Side versus the World, I think it was released in two thousand I'm gonna say eighteen, nineteen, I can't remember. I'm gonna say nineteen. Um it's a fucking brilliant movie about West Side, um what it meant for people to be there, what people did to get there, uh, kind of a prestige good times, bad times, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm British, so I live in England. Um, I've never had the opportunity to go, but I'd love to, but I base my training methods around that. Um, LinkedIn with Suffolk for Matt, and I'll go through Matt's approach to it in a minute, and I think it's really important to understand um, how you use it, because the contract method isn't just a set of, a set of rules as such. It's not going to be a case of do this, do this, do this, off you go, bang. It's the principles where you apply them and you learn and you have to think so I could give you a box squat max of a box squat today with you know two 200 pound of band tension on this take out for a single bank whatever you get whatever that's going to be from that lift is then when you see what weaknesses are maybe got weak hips which most case most cases that's true Maybe you've got weak hips. Maybe you've got a weak back. Maybe your technical things are out. And the next exercise, like I said before, is about fixing that. Whereas, what you'll get with the westernized well, stuff, it's, okay, so they would we'll hit six sets, six sets of three of your poor squat. And it's basically some exercise. You're just going to be with that. And what happens is, the reason why you get better that faster is you just get good at fucking squatting. Or you get good at benching. Or get good at doing Olympic lifting. You get good at doing dumbbell curls. You ever seen someone in the gym? I mean, there's a guy in my gym, a friend of mine. Uh, he's actually rotates exercises quite nicely, but he mainly does the things he's good at, right? And he gets good at he's a bodybuilder, so that's one thing. He'll get good at an exercise or two, the uh, main lifts, which is where most of his progress on, which is fine his accessory work is always was bodybuilding, pumpy stuff. <laughs> if that's what you call it, is is um, changed enough? He works hard with them, but you know it's it's grease in the groove. If you were ask them, afraid people say nowadays we'll use that. So you get good at the action, the positions. You learn that. You learn how to get good at that. And initially, that is for me fundamentally important. Because if you can't squat at all, why on earth? Are you hitting chains, bands, poor squats, maximal squats of all these different variations? Which, again, I'll talk about more in depth later on, but to a, d- a different podcast. But why on earth are you doing that if you can't fundamentally squat the bar on your back? You know, if you're, if you're just starting the gym and the first thing you do is pick up a goblet squat and you can't goblet squat, you do not need to be doing a, a conjugating method in the sense of max effort. What you need to do is do volume and practice getting the basic exercise correct and i think that's one of the biggest part people think about west side or conjugate method as as a general rule that you just you can just come up the street and bang okay you're doing these maximum effort work, you're doing this that and the other but that's that's not that's not how you do that's not reality that's that's not how it works that's not that's going to get fucking nowhere right um if you don't know how to perform an exercise. That's your technical weakness. That how do you get better at that? By fucking doing it. So the first, well, from it was twenty sixteen. First, maybe like five years of my training career, for when I was a, a, a teenager, is I was just squatting. I was just benching, and I didn't learn much until I. Honest, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't get into this. My knowledge base didn't really grow until I was got like, like, mid twenties, right? So I'm got a degree in sport coaching. Um, for sport and fitness coaching. When I was twenty six, luckily for me, I had a good foundation, and and it was quite easy. It's easy to to degree while I was working, working full time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, in a supermarket, because that's how you pay bills. Uh, but you know, all I did was learn how to squat, learn how to deadlift, learn how to bench press, do the curls and stuff. And I was a about the bodybuilding and stuff that kind of year. I was preparing for sports, so I was doing like rugby. A lot of my exercises were based around that. In season as well. It's it's different when you're doing that compared to you know the gym itself. And I'll cover that briefly, I guess, with this. But the the concept of if you can't fucking do something, that's your weakness. You need to get better at that. So just squat, just bench, just deadlift, just up curl, whatever it is your goal is, you can hit that. And that for me is 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 one of the biggest misunderstood concepts of any training program. If you're your training program, if you're if you're new. And somebody gives you, you know, uh, wide stance box squats, SSB bar, but you haven't hit, you haven't now to get past one hundred and thirty-five pounds in a fucking straight bar, and you weigh two hundred pound. You need to question that coach while giving the exercise because you are not going to get anywhere because you can't squat, right? Uh, or not squat good enough. You are not big enough, not strong enough, as a general rule, to start hitting those things. You in the, you know, if you listen to Greg Panora. Who is an all-time world record holder? Um, at West Side, on the West Side versus the world. You know that's what he talks about. They, they they sent him away and just like you can't do this stuff yet because you need to get bigger. And he was two, I think it was two forty-two. I think he weighed it, oh, it was 220 and he gained two two fifty pounds. You know, he's like that. That's it. You know, that's that's reality. So if you're not in a position to start conjugate, in the sense of max effort. Your heavy day is technical. Once you get good at it, once you know how to do it, you you're going to take the principles around you with doing the accessory work to get stronger hips, joints, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But there's no point maxing out if you can't do a simple exercise. And that's one of the biggest parts of it: is practice, practice. But you don't you don't go on a on a soccer pitch and you know try and do tricks if you're quite impassable. I say soccer because in case people are here in America are listening in or the countries. You know, I don't. You don't go into a rookie pitch and and try and throw a pass at the back if you can't pass it off your hand. You know, you don't try and kick a goal if you're, you know, in a, in a match if you can't kick out your hand. So, it's a fundamental skill you've got to learn to do before you can do those things. I I I re, always reiterate this because it's super super important, and you probably guess from from the last what five minutes we have just going on on about it, but super super important. And even if you're not. Into strength sports, you take the the message right. I said earlier that the, the conjugate methodology and how to and, and what it is, um, in the sense of it, it's a set of rules almost. It's a set of rules, a set of principles that you apply to you. It's so individualized. It's fucking stupid, stupid. It, it, it's ridiculous individualized because there's no open pattern. If someone gives you, you, you can you can get away with most people. Let's say most most gym goers show my leg out here um, some noises With most gym goers you can get away with giving them at least to start with almost a cookie cooker, a cookie cutter workout right where they just get kind of better at certain things and the reason they get better at certain things or a bit stronger a bit bigger is because they're actually fucking following something but most people don't follow anything at all so I could give somebody a simple base of a 5x5 five five, um, program you get the strong list version uh, you, Mark, Mark is a, a great coach but you can, you know, in that certain strength system, you could use that and they get really good results. And the main reason for that is they're fucking following something. Even Jim Werner does a, th- a five-to-one system. I've used that in the past and hit some good numbers. Um, and it's, it, you know, he talks about being it, being flawed as a, a single concept; and it needs to be applied with something else. As long as you understand that concept um, and how to apply it to you, it's brilliant, right? But it's it's you get you get progress from that. Just because you're sticking to something to follow, if you don't have anything to follow, then you'll get no progress. That's kind of the system. So with the conjugate method, is I can't just give you a cookie cutter based thing because I don't know what you need to work on. Because it is very much about making your weaknesses your strengths. You're only strong as on your weakest link. That's a chain. That's that's a bit of rope. You know, so you've got a chain with this teeny tiny bit of metal on it. Yes if it's like three inch thick um links you can snap that little one away easy right that's your weak point you're not gonna last any long if you haven't got that strength in there it could be your back it could be your hips it could be whatever it could be just technical um it could be you know your mental aspects you're not strong enough to do, to do that but so it's a case of if you're even speed work I'll cover speed work um later on I'm gonna cover um winning. Stuff in a second, actually, um, but you know, speed work different podcast. Um, the the idea is is your speed work is you get it faster. You know what? Maybe if I said thirty percent of your deadlift, you can hit, you know, five by five with that. Whatever, maybe that's really fucking slow. So you go lighter, or maybe it's really fast. You or too light, you can't put the speed through it to make it strength speed so you need to be heavier and that's individual that's that's visual to learn that to see that see how fast something's moving and then from now we can see okay maybe you need to have more better balance maybe you need to have it off a block maybe your weak point is the top part of your deadlift your lockout maybe you need to be rounder in your deadlift maybe you need to be extended on your deadlift maybe you um, need to deadlift sumo more because your, your hips are weak maybe you need to do some more hamstring exercises because your hamstrings suck I think that's the important part. And each exercise, each day is different because you know someone with massive quads who probably needs more hamstring work. Some people need more leg size. So they need to do more hypertrophy exercises rather than just a high rep stuff. So that's the reason why the conjugate system isn't just a, here you go, do this. It's a thinking man's system, thinking man's program. And I think that's the biggest Misconception, not the biggest, I uh, yeah, it's a lot of things. One of the biggest misconceptions is that here's a program, do this, this program doesn't work, but you've got to do it for a long time. The gains aren't as fast, but they last longer. If you do a program for two years with, you know, a simple block periodization, you might get fast, really fucking strong, but then you're going to have weak points. So technically, you're not even strong, you might be good at squat, but you're not actually that strong because, you know, you can't, you change the squat pattern, you'll suck at it. You know, if you can't front squat, or all you always do is front squat, you can't squat as B. maybe your box squat sucks. You know, you're not strong as a whole, you're just strong at one thing. And then that's, I mean, a lot of guys, a lot of people uh, with powerlifting, uh, it can work really well, particularly leading up to a meet. I mean, I'm a big fan of like competition-wise, just getting strong as everything, and then maybe like 12, 8, 6 weeks out, just kind of hone in your skill on the exercise you're going to be doing, right? So if you're... um or at least getting close to it, it's not going to vary exercises too much. So, if you're going to be hitting um, bench press in a meet, you're not going to be hitting too fancy ass bench press. You may be sticking with the last six weeks, sticking with a straight bar. Um, you know, six weeks, 12 weeks out, you might be hitting a circle max with a straight bar rather than being a, a cambered bar or a, uh, a football bar or a Swiss bar or whatever. So, it's going to be more akin to what your actual thing is. Maybe your grip's going to be the same, maybe it's going to be slightly narrower lot of those factors in there, right? That's, that's another part of it. So, if you're powerlifting, don't get too far away from it. As co- your actual competition list, um, I wouldn't necessarily say do them all the time either. But don't get too far away from what they are as you're closing it on a meet. So, that is fundamentally the conjugate system. And I hope you enjoyed that because I really have. Um, I said I'd cover the wedding the winning, warmth stuff. Um and stuff about winning. I I think I'll do that in another podcast. I might even record that in a minute and get it sent out scheduled for another, another day. But um, it's exciting stuff to do and listen to. So I've got three ideas. I'm gonna pop out, write stuff down, get some notes on, and record them quite quickly. So you have got some things. So this is the conjugate method. What it is, uh, and kind of programming itself. Like I said, program for strength is super important. Super super fun. Uh, but it's, it's thinking man's game, thinking woman's game, thinking person's game. You've got to use your head and think about, am I doing a bench press? Okay, why? Am I doing a transfer extension? Why and why this particular variety? Where's my weak point? I think that's, for me, that's the biggest part of the west side stuff, or, or the conjugate method is, is you fixing weak points all the time and you know keep your GPP high and just, and just never stop getting stronger. And that's, that's the plan. We might say it might take longer than, than um, the West Night stuff, but you stay stronger for longer. Um, so I'll leave that there uh, for this one. I mean, this is only about half an hour-ish, maybe 40 minutes long, but um, I can ramble on lots about this, and you could probably guess that I could. But the next episode is going to be the um, maximum effort method um, of the West Side. Or just, okay, let's West Side. I always say West Side. I always say West Side because that's kind of how I train, but um conjugate okay um it's all from the russian stuff so i'll cover the maximum effort side of things and um what the the, the russian manual say uh on how to do certain things in and the charts etc pepin's chart and again why it's the thinking man's or thinking person's uh training method so i hope you've enjoyed that again it's i've just t- talked for a bit i ain't talking much about myself because i'm excited to get this one out for you guys um I'm going to do the rest of the bits and bobs now, so hope you really enjoy this episode. Uh, give me some feedback as always. Uh, much love, stay safe, stay strong. So, thank you for listening to this episode of the Strong Bit Long Podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed that. As per usual, I've babbled on quite a lot. Uh, I just hope you're getting used to my um, vocal talent, if you will. So, next episode, like I've stopped, said in this, I will talk about a more detail about both the dynamic method and the matching effect methods in the systems, system, and why the superior and actually I'll cover more in depth about how they are misconstrued But I do I hope you enjoyed the episode. Tune in for the next one. I'm super happy I managed to get this one out in short turnaround. I'm going to get them out as soon as I can so you have more things to listen to and, and uh, so listen to my voice. So thank you very much. Take care of yourself.